you know, that sounded a lot better than Discord's been, so I feel That's good. good. Yay! Fuck you, Discord! Oh. <clears throat> do you want to do an open, or should I? I can do an open. Alright. Oh, man, I'm almost, like, regretting this now that I agreed. Well, I- I'm not I'm not drunk enough to do the open I wanted to do, Cameron. Well, what did you want to do? I was gonna I was gonna sing a song. Um, well, you got to start drinking early. Yeah, well, it's it's not even three o'clock. I'm drinking I'm drinking a bubbly. I'm doing one of those uh, those no calorie little sweet things. Oh yeah, I like those. Every once in a while, I really want a soda, and then I tell myself I won't like it, which is true. We've we've yeah, talked about so- this a lot. But it's still like you hear that sound of it pouring like in a commercial and you're like, fuck, I want a Pepsi right now. That's what bubbly's for. Yeah. I like ice. Those are pretty good. I I, I feel Um, like if I drink those too fast or something, like they really make me pee weird. They they do something to my my stomach that I don't enjoy. So I have to drink like half a one and then like wait four days and then drink the other half. I I wasn't going to go that far, but yeah, I, I feel something similar. Uh, I am actually drinking a soda. Oh, what kind? Uh, we we mix this thing around Christmas time. We call it a Christmas cooler, where it's like half Seven Up and then half uh, Cran Apple Juice. Oh, that sounds kind of nice. It is nice, and I think it dilutes enough of the soda ness that I prefer this over a soda. I would I would try that. That's yeah, like I recommend plus it. Cran Everybody apple. at home have a Christmas cooler and toast to. My ma and pa. Yeah. Hi, Cameron's parents. Um, This is a weird open. Happy opinions are cheap with Cameron and Chad. I fucked the opening of I'm sorry. Chad, are you having a good Christmas time? Did you decorate? Did you uh, no. deck the halls? Absolutely not. We just did not- that today, so I'm in a festive mood. Oh, yeah, not even a little bit. I don't own any of that stuff. It's not allowed in my house. <laughs> I'm a, I I'm a visit. very Scroogey person when it comes no, when, to... When I come visit, I'm going to hide so many Christmas decorations in your house. I mean, that would probably please my cat. I think he would love to play with Christmas decorations. The next, like, seven years of your life, your cat's gonna, like, keep bringing out, like, another elf. Like, where's these coming from? My parents are putting their tree up, and <clears throat> it's the first time their new cat will be around a Christmas tree, and so they're uh, a little concerned Yeah, she's an idiot. Watch. Yeah, so I think that's going to be entertaining for me. That cat is so weird. Um. Anyways, I did want to say, uh, but early on in the show, so I, I, you know, the listeners, I've been painting this Gundam model right, and it's been a shit show. And I wanted to start over, and I was like, well, I got some time yesterday night. I'm gonna go in the basement. I'm gonna throw. I have some chemicals in my basement that may or may not strip paint. I want to test them. One of them is paint thinner. One of them is uh, denatured alcohol. It's basically just like ethanol with a bit of something else added in to make it extremely toxic so you don't drink it. Like, it's really toxic. Uh, That's important because I was not using gloves and I was not in a well-ventilated area. I was in a basement. And I was like, okay, I'm aware of both of these things. I've got glasses on. Um, I got my sweatshirt on and I'm, you know, kind of trying to cover my hands a bit. I I will time how long I'm down here. I will not be down here for more than 20 minutes so I don't get sick or hurt myself and I'm, I'm i'm scrubbing the 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 paint off and it's working on some colors but not others the blue was really hard to get off the uh 
the gray went off really easy, which was strange because that that was to me a higher quality paint when I was putting it on. Uh, and then like 15 minutes passes and I'm like, I'm not feeling very good. I'm almost done. And then the 20 minutes <laughs> pass and I get I get up and go upstairs like, wow, I'm just a hair dizzy. This was stupid. I did I did another <laughs> thing wrong with this Gundam. This fucking thing is cursed. And I still got to do the legs. This was just the torso. I should do the head, too, if I'm being honest. But I don't want to do the head because the head is super glued back together because I fucking dropped it. So I don't know what to do with this project. I did get most of the paint off the torso, though, which did have a, like, varnish spray on there to keep it, like, sealed. So I was happy that it did come off. There's a little bit of blue in a couple spots, but I might just go over them with primer again and... I don't think I don't think it'll be visible. I can't believe but I you am did like, that, dude. Huh? I can't believe you did that. Did what? Did, did follow the directions like, on the bottle? Yeah. I figured like what's fifteen minutes? Like that's not that bad, right? It'll be fine. No, but that's never toxic. think that. Man, I that's a great story though. I'm glad you have it to share, but also I'm glad you're alive. I, I didn't think it was going to kill me. I was like, I might not. I might get a little woozy or whatever, which definitely happened. Uh, but it was near my bedtime anyway. So I was like, oh, I'll just go to bed. <laughs> I dreamed really weird last night, too. I wonder if that was part of it. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I so I got up, a I funny. Like, oh, yeah. My, my million dollar book idea. Animorphs, but they turn into kaijus. And I told that to my brother. And he's like, I think anime has done that already. And I was like, shit. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah, so I got a Gundam failure story, too. Oh, nice. We can this, be failures brief, together. Though. I, I was going to take a picture and show you, but they have these. Um, I saw these at Target. They have these miniature Gundam model kits, and they're blind boxes. Um, What's it called? <clears throat> Shoot, I can't remember the name now. It's like, it's stupid. It's like Convergence or something. I don't know, but they're very, very small and, uh, they're, they're cute, but I, you know how blind boxes are. Yeah. Like you kind of want to make sure that like, there's no losers that you'll feel bad if you get that one. Wow. There's so many different things that aren't right. I'm, I'm okay. I'm gonna have to stop Googling cause I can't find it. And so I'm looking at the back and it's like, you know, it has all the, the star, like the, they're, they're basically the good, you know, there's no fringe ones. These all represent Gundam pretty well. There's good guys and bad guys and like a couple interesting ones. And it's like, you know, I'd be happy with any of these. And so I figure, you know, I, it wouldn't hurt to get one. It was like $8 or something. And so I don't feel that bad about it. I'm going to get one of these little things. And so I get it and I open it and guess which one I got. A bad one. I got the rare extra box that's just spare guns and hands. Oh my god, that's fucking hysterical and also so I have really a sheet depressing. Of these little Gundam hands and uh, extra weapons and stuff, and it's like, you know, I have the cool laser axe. So if I get a goof guy, I can give him this axe, and I got the really cool sniper rifle. So if I get the the aim Gundam, then I can give it a sniper rifle. But I have to like go to the Target and buy another box. What um? How big are these? Like, how big is this gun? Could you bash this into one of your Warhammer things? I think it's slightly too big for that. Um, there might be things about it I can use in different ways, but uh, 
they're they're mostly just designed for these little kits sure and they're kind of on their own scale and so it's like you know <laughs> it's a little annoying i don't know why they would put that in the blind box set yeah that's pretty pretty strange but also funny i will i will say there probably are some warhammer things that would work because there are there are bigger models and also like sometimes the weapons are really big <laughs> and ridiculous so you know there might come a time where you decide to give someone a weird spear and you chop up that axe blade and you put it on something else and, you know, glue it down and then paint it and it'll look cool. Yeah, it's one of those things where, um, like, these aren't so bad that I want to throw it out. Like, okay. they're, they're decent sculpt guns. <laughs> so that's what makes me feel, like, silly about it. It's like, oh, it's it's not trash enough I can dump it, but it's not good enough that I'm happy I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine being like a kid and getting that, though. You'd be so fucking sad. I, oh, yeah, and, and that's the thing, too. Um, I was actually at Target, like, I was looking if I want to, like, get something for Richard's kids for Christmas. And it's like, can you imagine if I got, a, like, if I grabbed two of these boxes? I was like, oh, the boys will love this. And, like, you know, one of them gets a cool Gundam and the other one gets accessories for his brother's Gundam. yeah. Damn, that big laser rifle, that's a good sculpt on that gun, though. It looks good. Yeah, you know, they're cute little models. They, they're they not quite the SD ones, but they're they're still kind of, like, chubby and cute mm-hmm. versions. It's called Mobile Suit Gundam uh, Assemble? Un- ensemble? You I build them, know. or they come... You actually do build them. Like oh, I, I think mean. I think the arm is one piece, but you have to like snap it out and pop it into the chest piece. Sure. Um but they are technically model kits. You know, no yeah, that, glue or anything. Mean. But they're cute and I mean they're they're priced fairly. If I got an actual one, I'd be talking about how cute it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> now you know what I might do? Hmm. I might get another one. And then okay. I'll kit bash it so that it, it it equips all of the extra guns at once. And I'll call it Spite Gundam. There you go. I have to determine if I want to continue on with mine or if I'm eventually going to accidentally like set my house on fire because it is cursed. <laughs> I I also kind of picture you like finally getting rid of it, and then like you're gonna see it. Like someone, someone will salvage it out of your trash bin, and you'll see it at your local hobby store, and it'll like startle you and give you a heart attack or something. Like it just won't. Yeah, leave. It, it belongs in a Twilight Zone episode at this point. It is nice out. If I if I do any more work on it today, I will do it outside like a smart human. Well, that sounds like a plan. But there, there's my Gundam update. As that, as that continues on. Continues on trucking, but we did have we did have a, a, a little bit of homework and a bit of a plan for this episode. Do we want to jump into that? I think that's a good idea. I do love having our music clubs. Yeah, um, I I I sent you like a vague apology for my pick yesterday, and that's because I was listening to it with my good headphones, but I was cleaning, which isn't like maybe the best way to actively listen to a piece of music. Especially when you're running the vacuum for 10 minutes as part of it. Um, so, my bad there. I didn't take any notes on the Illinium album. I was like, I've listened to this enough. It'll be fine. And so, I will 
slowly limp my way through this conversation, I'm sure. So, yeah, should we just talk about that one first? We can do that. Um, I want to I want to make sure Elenium is the band, right? Yeah, it's so it's like okay. one guy. He um he makes all the music and then he gets uh singers to perform over it. And okay. I believe he writes everything. I think he does the lyrics and the vocal melodies too. He was I believe this was nominated for a Grammy last year. Um which I did not know about. Okay. I could see that. I think it's actually I I, I want to say my first impressions, it's very nice. Um when I started it, I think I was like 30 seconds in and my first thought was, oh, this is that genre that every VR chat chill hangout world plays. Yeah, yeah. It, it is um it is like that kind of electronica. Um yeah. <laughs> for the most part. And then he'll he'll have like proper drops though. Uh in the he music. Will. And so the 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 tempo will shift a bit and the energy will spike a bit. And one of the things like I, I it's like, hey, I'm not gonna make you listen to death metal or deathcore this time, or just metal in general, but to me, like, the way he structures his songs is really similar to how deathcore music structure their songs, where it's a, always this build-up to the breakdown, and this is, it's always a build-up to the drop. And so, like, that's the, that's why you're there. And that's how, like, there's a catharsis to the music. And I think structurally, that's really funny. That I'm like, oh, I, I translate, I like electronica. It's actually not that different from what I normally listen to when you really pick it apart. Yeah, I also, well, like you said, um, I guess the guy's work process is he hires different singers. Uh, yes. So the other, like, funny story about this was I was listening to it, and I had it, uh, I, I listened on YouTube, and it seamlessly started playing a different Elenium album at the end, and because oh, this nice. was, like, kind of long, like, I'm not watching the clock or anything, and so at some point... I just sort of recognized, you know, I think I, I, I it comes together at the halfway point. And it's like, yeah, you know, I really like this a lot more. And and so, like, when I went to, back to check, I realized I was, like, 40 minutes into a separate album that apparently I liked more than Fallen Embers. I wonder if it was Ascend, because that was the I, I other one. I think so. Let me... I almost had you listen to that one. I think that one, to me, is... A slightly better album than this one, but this one has my favorite. So this one has like higher highs, but Fallen Embers is like more consistent from start to finish. And I think like on the whole is just a better package. But I really want because there's a couple songs on on or no, um, Ascend has is yeah is a package better. But Fallen Embers to me has my favorite songs he's done. And so I'm just like, well, I want to talk about my favorite songs. And also it's yeah, a, I it's a bit shorter. If you want to, you could talk about both while we're touching on the artists. Um, I do want to focus on Fallen Embers, but yeah, I think it was Ascend, um, or Ashes. No, maybe it was Ashes. No, I listened to Ashes. Oh, okay. I don't think I've actually um, heard that one. I think, because I, the, the thumbnail, I'm just looking at the, the picture here and there's like a blue sky and like, that, that looks familiar. I just, the point was not that Fallen Embers wasn't interesting but I felt like it was, by and large, like it was doing a thing. It was doing one thing, uh, tonally. Yeah. Um, Fallen Embers was like his COVID album, I believe. Yeah, and so it, it has like a lot more of a slower, melancholy vibe to it. Like you can kind of tell, like the headspace he was in wasn't. I want to make really like awesome, fun dance club music because some of his other music is that. 
And so it's a lot more somber. It's a lot more like introspective. I think lyrically it's some of his best work, which is another reason why I really like it. I think um, that's fair. Songs like um, Sideways and Nightlight especially, I think are really, really strong, wonderfully emotional tunes. Uh, and there's there's a lot about those two that I, I super enjoy. I think um, Crazy Times and Brave Soul, the last two songs are also like really, really well done lyrically. A lot of like kind of love songs, but like melancholic love songs or like breakup songs on here that I think are very effective. Um, as someone who is not like emotionally connected to people at all, like the fact that I can listen to some of these and be like, oh, I really get this. Like I get what he's trying to convey and I think he's doing it well. Uh, to me, says a lot about his his writing process and, and what he was able to achieve on this album. And personally, as an emotionally deprived person that also has COVID, it was fun listening to this because it's like, hey, feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, these are okay. I get it. <laughs> I I think um, I, I wasn't prepared for this. I think when you, you, you did give me a heads up that it was a little more somber, but mm-hmm. it's like, I didn't realize how, like, uh, how gentle this would be resting like for the entire album which i think within the genre this this is a style yeah Um, but it wasn't what i was expecting to hear and i think it works really well like i think if i had this on loop i could probably just completely zone out and it's cool because his like concerts and he's got some like mixtapes and stuff on youtube of his own music and, like, his his big goal is to, like, everything seamlessly transfers into the next thing. So it's, like, one, you know, turning ten songs into one song. Um, His other albums, I don't know if have that as well, but, like, this one kind of does. And I think it's just because, like, there's a fairly consistent vibe to everything that it it just it just keeps moving. And, and it works really nice as uh, something to listen to for that reason. Like, I, I listen to this a decent amount just because... It's a really pleasant listen. It's very, like, the melodies are all very kind of, uh, they're they're poppy in that they get in your head a bit, but they're not, like, abrasively poppy where you're mad about it or they're, you know, they're not spiteful about it, I guess. Like, sometimes you hear a a pop song and you're like, fuck, that's never going away. Right. It's not trying to be, like, obnoxious and an earworm. Yeah. I really like I'm pulling up some lyrics on this like on the on the song crazy times he's got one um but I keep showing up like some ghost from another time holding the gun from a suicide and I don't know what it is about that line but like part of it's the way it's saying but like I love that line I think that line is so clever it's so um just kind of like resonant impactful it it's a great visual I think that's one of the things I really like about how he approaches his lyrics is that he he hinges them on something you can see or something you like visually easily understand, kind of like you know the sideways song. Hey, everything's going sideways. Like that's an expression, but like in the music video or just in general, like it's like no, we're literally shifting the world ninety degrees. You're sideways, but I'm sideways here with you, and because it's you know a, a love song, and it it just makes it work so well. Like it's it's such a easy way to use metaphor, but it's always effective when he does it. And I feel like hey, if you're a person who wants to write something or write a song, like abuse the shit out of that kind of rule because it works really really well and it it will make you look clever 
I okay, the one I listened to, it didn't have the tracks broken down, so I'm not sure which one this was. Is it Okay, yeah, so first time. Um featuring Ian Dior, I guess. Uh I think that one stuck out to me the most. Is that the one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This song's fun. There it is. This is yeah. a really good music video too. I think um you you referred to this as uh electronica, right? Uh is it what? Electronica? Like what what genre is oh, this? I think that's what genre this is. I believe when I ripped I, it into iTunes that they was like, hey, this is electronica, and I was like, okay, iTunes, I believe you. But yeah. I know <laughs> I'm not an expert. Um, I feel like Electronica has that thing where half of it is like meaningful, soulful stuff like this, and then the other half is noise. And so I'm sure there's like maybe a subgenre for you know Electronica music versus Electronica garbage. I I believe electronic music is the genre wise like is just as like fucked up as metal music, where there are tons of subgenres, and if yeah. you know, you know, and if you don't, you're like it's all beeps and boops and and that's kind of where i'm at i definitely don't i couldn't tell you the difference between dubstep and electronica like i i could probably tell like hey these are different genres are different enough where i I could differentiate them but i don't think i could tell you the intricacies of why my ear says they are i just don't listen to them enough what's slime core all the kids are talking about it i don't know I, yeah, so it, it's one of those things where, because I'm not really an expert on this genre, um, I don't I don't listen to enough that I can recognize the name, but I like electronica on in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'll I'll type in cyber put a cyberpunk playlists to work by, and it'll be like a bunch of nice sounds that I will leave on in the background while I'm working. But it's like I don't know if any of these are actual songs with titles. And artists tied to them. Sure. So it was interesting. I mean, just like, what if I, you know, treat one serious and so listening to a uh, Elenium, a piece, you know, a complete piece that was designed to listen to from beginning to end was refreshing for me. Yeah, like because to me that one VR chat world we've gone to, right, with the with the boat and the songs, and then you go watch the 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 other boat crash, and it's like Def Con oh, yeah. Four. Like that to me, like it, it's clearly in the the realm of this genre of music, but it's a lot more um, abrasive might be the word for it. It's yeah. definitely not quite as pleasant, but it's still like there's a, you know, the, the building blocks are there. The instrumental soundscape is similar, but this is definitely more um, accessible. I think that's a fair way to put it for sure. My one complaint with this as this is the first time I got to listen to it through my good headphones is I think the, um, the mixing and the mastering on it is really compressed. It's really squished. Um, part of that is, I, I believe he started out doing club music and just like some of this kind of music in general that's meant to be played while either in a background or in a bar, like as a dance piece, like you want it loud and you want it forward so everyone can hear it over all the noise. Um, I was disappointed though at like how little... Um, there, were, there weren't a lot of peaks and valleys to the sound. I cannot fucking remember what the word I'm looking for is. But the, it, it's all very, like, 
this is this is how loud we are kind of from start to finish there's not there's not a lot of uh uh surprises there uh the it's not a very wide mix like as far as left and right and that kind of stuff that i'm I'm more used to in like prog metal if i'm listening to that where like i expect the soundscape on a on a something like kardashev or devin townsend to be a lot more dynamic and interesting and surprising and this is kind of in its lane the entire album uh i was worried that that was going to be the case and so when it happened i was like oh i was really i was really hoping it wouldn't be that I don't know if that's a big deal for most people. Like, I'm still going to continue to listen to this. I probably won't ever listen to it again with my good headphones. I think it almost sounds better on my earbuds or out of my, like, computer speakers. Yeah, some music's like that, though. There there are... Uh, it, that comes up in the punk genre, too. A lot of it is, like, not designed for uh, studio headphones. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, this has to work on my dad's stereo that we're borrowing. And that's almost part of the charm. Yeah, there there are times where like I'll listen to an album with these headphones, it'll sound the exact same. And I'll be like, Oh, I was hoping it would sound better, but I guess this is cool. And there are times it will sound better, and you're like, Hell yeah, I've unlocked secret. And then there are times that it will sound worse, and you're like, Someone fucked up, but no one cares because no one is probably listening to this kind of music out of studio monitors or studio headphones. Right, but you feel cheated out of it. <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah, and this is definitely one of those where I was like, this sounds better out of my shitty earbuds. But that's kind of how it was designed to be listened to, I imagine. And it's not that it sounds bad, it just, you can tell it's like, it's compressed, it's really overproduced, which is, I think, a genre convention. Everyone is on key all the time, there's no, you know, vibrato in the voice, it's all very um, robotic, it's been auto-tuned to, to be perfect, I mean... I think that's the style of the music, but I, I, I would like it to not be that sometimes. Have I ever shown you um, the streamer I follow, uh, Varg Skeletor? Uh, I don't recognize that name. Uh, he lives over in Sweden, and he's very musically inclined, and he does these great music shit posts because he knows what he's doing. So he can just, like, if he has a funny idea, he can throw it together real fast, right? Sure. So he knows all these like audio tricks and stuff. <clears throat> and uh, there's this one, there's like a wrestling game he was playing, but you can set up your own like entrance and you can put in your own MP3 for the music that plays um, when your character comes out. And so he got, <laughs> he discovers this while live streaming the game. And he says, Oh, 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 okay. We got to stop. And he pauses the game. And he closes it out and he just goes in and he opens Mixcraft and he's like, well, we got to make a theme song. And he just like made a theme song for the wrestling character that they just made just so he could like fit it in for like a quick haha when the character walks on stage. And That's like there's, there's something about like the the tools like I've always appreciated music and you look at an instrument and an orchestra and the stuff they can do. But then it's like, I'm good at Photoshop and shitposting images. And it's like, I got to learn these audio shitpost tools. Because I would love to make something. I, I I couldn't make something on Elenium's tier. <laughs> you know, like, he, he clearly has an ear for things. But I want to learn right. how to do electronic music just so I can, like, take a sample of something stupid and, 
you know, make people laugh with it. See, I think that's a good goal for it, right? Because, I mean, like, Illinium, he got nominated for a Grammy. He's been doing this right. for a very long time. And as a as a sound engineer, as a, as a musician and a composer, like, he's very, very good at his craft. I really like his music. Um, so, yeah, being like, I want to be him. It's like, no, that's that's going to take, like, a couple decades probably. But to be like, I want to make... You know, the audio equivalent of a, of a funny Photoshop. Like, yeah, that's fucking doable. I just say that because I don't want to sound like I'm demeaning the craft just because it's electronic music. Oh, I, sure, I sure, understand sure. it's real music. I think I would love for you to have another tool in your toolkit for comedy because your your Photoshop shit posts and your drawing shit posts are usually really funny. Uh, the The non-funny stuff you do is also good. Not to just say you're only good at that, but you, you know what I mean. I, I think I think if you had another thing, because you, you're doing YouTube videos and stuff, just anything you had to like augment what you're doing, I think is only going to help you. It's just a matter of taking the time to properly learn it, which is going to take a while. Um, <laughs> that's just the I nature for- of the beast. I forgot. Did I show you my Warcraft thing I did? I'm not sure. This is just the other day, so... Um... I got to a part in the new the expansion came out and there's a part where you're storming a castle and there's like a bridge and your character there's like a cutscene and your character runs up and you're charging with an army on this bridge but um something happens and like the the charge gets interrupted and your characters all stop and my mind immediately went to like a shit post um I want to send it to you and it's like I I have this like tick in my brain where it's like oh that's funny I have to make a joke out of it now. <laughs> yeah, you certainly did. So I, I swapped out what was actually happening, and it was Order sixty six when Kiati Mundi gets shot on a bridge. That was for the pretty listeners good. at home. But thank you for appreciating my comedy. You're welcome. Um, I'm trying to think if I have anything else to say about this album. Like I said, I didn't take any notes, and so I don't have any to like scroll through. Which, my bad. I yeah, I wanted to give it like a third pass where I listen a little more intently because it really like the first time I listened to it, it was in the background, and it's like okay, I get it. That's nice. And then the second time I listened to it, um, it's like, okay, I'm going to make sure I listen to only Fallen Embers this time because I, I don't want to confuse it with the other things that played afterwards. And it was like, I I get lost in it. Like, I know there are tracks, but it also, like, it, it, it flows very nicely too, which leaves like a blur in my mind. I don't know if it's just my COVID memory or what. <clears throat> Trying to find, um, I want to say it was like Remix 4. There's a YouTube video. Yeah, the Ashes to Ashes Mix 4 is um, what I first listened to to get introduced to this uh, this guy as a musician. And this was, I think, a, uh, I think this might have been what you ended up listening to as well. Because it's definitely one of his more popular ones. It, it, it I want to say, was a, uh, a concert set list of his. And so he would do this set list from start to finish, but it's definitely constructed to just sound really cohesive like one song. Um, 
you can't buy this mix that I could find, but the songs, a, a bunch of them are from um, Ascend. And so I ended up buying that album. I was really happy to see, oh man, a lot of my favorite songs from Ashes to Ashes Mix 4 are in Ascend. Uh, not always some of them are remixes that like his friends did. Uh, the Nightlight is also on here and Sad Songs, which I believe are both from Fallen Embers. I know Nightlight is. And that was one of my favorite songs he had done. And so I was like, oh shit, I wish I could buy this. And then uh, eventually Fallen Embers came out like six months later. And I was like, fuck yeah, I can buy this. Um, and so this, this to me is probably like the best way to get introduced to Illinium like at his strongest. Because it's his stuff. It's, his, it's remixes of his stuff that are maybe more interesting and more varied. So you don't get... Um, you don't get quite as lost in it, but it's still something you can get lost into it. it. It's a little more sonically diverse while still being like very much its own thing. And then if you like this and want to support him by purchasing music, Ascend and Fallen Embers are to me, like my favorite albums from him. Uh, he will probably have one coming out within another year cause he's been releasing a bunch of songs. And so that's exciting cause some of his new stuff is really, really good. He did a song with spirit box. That is awesome. Because uh, Courtney, Courtney LaPlante is a fantastic singer, but he's got a couple other ones that are, are really cool that, uh, once again, they're, they're clearly from him. They got a vibe to him, but they're a lot more, they're not just somber, sad songs because of COVID. They're, they're definitely a lot more energy differences in them. I want to say with Fallen Embers, I did enjoy it. I I feel like uh my description of it so far sounds like maybe I I think the problem is I don't know what I'm talking about. So I it sounds I like you enjoyed it. I, I, yeah, I did. I just want to make sure that's clear. Is sure. <laughs> like to anyone out there, like you know, waiting for the review. Um, I would listen to it again. It it was nice. It was just kind of like a dream. I think that 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 in itself is an interesting quality to it, though, and like a selling point to me. Like, hey, if you want to hear music that's, that's kind of like point. a dream. Also, the song Nightlight is really beautiful. Like, I fucking love that song. It is so pretty. Do we want to quick move on to Ken Ashcorp then, your pick? Oh, I guess we should, huh? Um, bup, bup, bup. So, yeah, um, I I threw together like a playlist of his top hits, I guess. Um, you've heard most of these before, or have you? Um, I only knew 20% Cooler. Really? Okay. Well, that's interesting then. I, I'm curious to hear, uh, what you thought of some of his other stuff. I was really surprised at a lot of this, um, set of songs. Like, I remember when 20% Cooler came out and it got really big because, hey, it's about My Little Pony, look at this guy. But there was a vague amount of plausible deniability to it. It wasn't really about it. It was a club song with like references. And I was like, oh, this guy must make like club music and dance music. And then so to go through the rest of this, which is all over the place in terms of genre, like some of it definitely is like electronica and dance music. Some of it to me felt like pop punk. Some of it to me felt like rock music. Um, I think there maybe was one or two other genres in here. Uh, yeah, one, uh, Berg's had like a surf rock vibe to me. Like it was, oh yeah, yeah. It was really cool because I didn't know, I never knew what to expect, but also some of these songs are just like, like 
20% cooler has some plausible deniability about what it's about. All these, some of these other ones are just like really horny furry songs about like really horny furry visual novels. And you're just like, oh, okay. Uh, cards are on the table. Yeah, I think, um, I think that's kind of the fun of it is that it, it's, uh, it taps into that culture, but also it's music first and like the culture parts like afterwards. Yeah, I if was. That makes sense. I was like, I need to know more about this guy. So I went. I'm at work, right? I'm like, I'm gonna find him on Twitter, and I find Ken Ashcorp uh, in parentheses NSFW, and like his description is like, my persona is a lesbian panda. Uh, there's not safe for work stuff on my Twitter page, and I like scrolled down once, and I was like, you know what? Nope, can't do this at work. I will get the <laughs> fucking trouble if I keep going. <laughs> Because I know that will set off whatever IT has in place for, uh, hey, you shouldn't be looking at bad stuff while you're on computers at work. And then when I was listening to the songs at work, I was like, I hope no one walks in because I have it up on my second monitor and like the thumbnail is just like <laughs> a very explicitly furry thing. If I scroll yeah, down, the, the comments are, are yeah. inappropriate. The music's kind of inappropriate and it was uh, it was funny. Not gonna lie, it was it was uh, probably something I should have saved for home. Yeah, uh, I want to say his more like poppy songs are part of my drive home playlist a lot. I I like having that high tempo to keep me like alert while I'm driving. Yeah, I think my favorite song is probably Absolute Territory. I really like the sound of that one, like the. Let me pull that up. Because I remember thinking when I first heard it, I was like, is that the main riff in here um, that starts at around 24 seconds? Like, it almost sounds like a, a bass guitar instead of a, a regular guitar or a synth. And I'm pretty sure it, it is a regular guitar just tuned or played weird. But it's so low. And it's got yeah. such a it's got such a vibe. And then, like, you don't... It's not something I hear very often. And so I really thought that was an interesting music choice. Yeah, it stands out and it works too. Like it, it accompanies in the song. I I like how there's kind of like light um you know, uh you know, some higher notes kind of like lilting and then there's this like heavy baggage weighing the rest yeah. of the song down and it it makes uh it makes a nice analogy for the theme of this like this kind of romance feeling of like you know, yeah, she's sweet but also like oh boy, what am I getting into? Yeah, it, it it's like it helps tell the story, like the the instruments he chose and the way he decided to put them together. Also, the chorus uh -oh. doesn't kick into like the second minute mark, which is another like interesting just writing, um, composition. Nor yeah. especially like nowadays, where like the thing you wanted, you know, the I've heard like don't bore us, get to the chorus, you know, kind of as a mantra, and so to like really hold it off till minutes into the song before you're like here's the big hook and here's the really big build um is kind of cool did any other tracks stick out to you um yeah let's see obviously going back to 20 percent cooler was really fun i haven't listened to that song in a really long time uh that was very nostalgic that used to be on like i used to have an mlp mix when i was you know this was back in like 2011 probably 2012 and that was on it and uh I enjoyed hearing that again. Um, I think as a producer, he's gotten better since then. That song's a little abrasive to listen to. Yeah. The, uh, and a lot of these other ones are not. 
I really liked uh, Touch Fluffy Tail. I thought that song was a really fun kind of pop punk rock song, despite being really stupid uh, lyrically. But like that yeah, one's, that one's the one really that's been silly. fucking stuck in my head since we since we started this shit. Yeah, it's a I fun think one. Berg's is fun. It, um, Berg's is a cute song, and it's very different. <laughs> Like you said, the genres hop all over the place. I thought Hunter had a really cool guitar tone um, and some neat like vocal shifting around. That was just like a rock song too, so that was kind of cool. I wasn't expecting him to do that. There's one song not on the list. I think it was like D D D D D. Um, Let me see. One of his newer ones. Um, was it P P P? Oh, maybe it was that one. Is a really short, like under two minutes. Yeah, yeah, it was PvP. Yeah. Um, this song had a really, really cool guitar riff in it. And it's not yeah, like complicated, you know, but it's got just a a rock and driving mood to it. It's very it's very fun to listen to. This is one of those things where I don't know what his day job is or what he does and stuff. He uploads like a single on this channel every once in a while. And I kind of wonder if it's like, was this just a shower thought? And he's like, oh, you know, I kind of like this idea for a riff. And so he played with it. And he's like, you know, this is coming together. So he, like, polished it. And that's it. You know, like, I, I would love to know more about his, like, creative process. And, you know, if he does other stuff that's not tied to all the cringe, you know, like a professional side. Yeah, that was my big thing is, like, you know, when he's at Thanksgiving or, well, he's from the UK. So when he's at Christmas or, or his big uk holidays where the family gets together if you're like so how you know how you doing kenny how's your how's your how your hobbies going and he's just like well here's my new uh here's my new song about fucking furries um this is my character she's one of the furry you know like how do you i don't know how he probably doesn't give a shit you know he doesn't seem like someone who probably does but just the the fact that like a lot of his music seems to, to me tied into a community that is vaguely embarrassing and you know i don't know how you how you deal with that right i mean i had thought when when i was uh, working on my second my my one ep and there was a uh i think it was fuzznet they were this this furry distributor for for music and i was like i could they're taking everybody i could get in line here get on and like have them help promote and dis- distribute my music but then i would be associated with the fandom in a, in a much more public way than than i am now which is basically not at all other than a little bit maybe on twitter and i don't want to do that like i don't i don't want the internet part of of what i do and then real life to ever really oversect over you know overlap except you coming to visit me of course um and so i, I yeah, didn't do that it, and then eventually i think fuzznet went out of business like i, I eight months later i think they didn't actually have the infrastructure and money to quite do what they wanted to do. Uh, so that was the right call there too. But just, you know, like he, he's all in on it though. Like, like it's literally a selling point to some of his songs and just, well, yeah. And I, I mean, don't know. One of the songs is about zone tan and that's basically the same tier, right? I don't know what zone tan is. Oh, really? Um, yeah. In the zone. Oh yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I so uh, Zontan's a, a porn artist. Um, but there's like, I'm sure you've seen these, but you know those like 
animated parodies where it's like it's pornography but in the style like it's on model with the cartoon show mm-hmm. so like the um foster's home for imaginary friends i think if you look up frankie like in google image search one of the first results is like a close-up of frankie's face from that porno because it's indistinguishable from the actual character design yeah that sounds familiar yeah that's zontan okay um so it's like it's overlap like that where it's like yeah you know what that makes sense i believe it that's the same audience but also in the zone's a nice song like it just sort of like if you're not even listening to the words like if it's like in the background in the other room you still like get the the tempo out of it you know yeah i I, that was another one where I was like, oh, it's another kind of, it's more indie rock to me almost. Like, it's it's another bit of a genre shift. Um, and he, I, he's clearly been make, making music for like a decade now, because 20% Cooler came out over 10 years ago. And he's just drip feeding music. So I like that he's always, he seems like he's really willing to experiment. Like, there's so many bands I listen to that have not changed their sound up over the you know, <laughs> last four or five albums. And then you yeah. got this dude who's like, I'm going to keep writing horny music, but I'm going to, it's always going to be different horny music. Well, I guess, uh, is there anything else you want to say? Um, I don't think so. I, I, I enjoyed this mix. It was really fun returning to this artist uh, and being really surprised at I guess the amount of content is part of it. Some of the, I don't know if he was big before 20% cooler or if that's what really helped him um, blow up. Cause I don't know. It just seemed like if you were at any way involved with the, with the Brony community at the time, you could not get the fuck away from the song. Like it was really big. <laughs> it well, stood out because the production quality was better. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm going to go find his band camp real quick. Cause I, he's got, um, Everything listed, I think, and when they came out. So, Twenty Percent Cooler was his eighth song. I was uh, listening to some of Ken Ashcorp's older music, his first couple that are on on Bandcamp. Um, I like his first song. Like, it's about you know, I wish I being a kid and wishing there were still dinosaurs. So, it's, he's always been doing definitely like really kind of comedy uh, music. Yeah, it's just sort of uh, it, it's you know changed over time, which makes sense right i mean as you get older as you try to find what you want to do it things things shift around um it, it is kind of fascinating though just to see his progression from that song to his newest song like there's a really neat uh part of it is definitely like musical growth in terms of composition what he's playing what he's writing you know complexity but also just the tone of it um maybe even just like how comfortable he is uh doing this entirely like you can kind of follow it, and, and I, I don't know if he's ever done proper interviews because I would like to read them. Like as a person, he seems funny and fascinating. Yeah, and when I people really... dedicate themselves to, I don't want to call it shit post music because it's definitely not that. It, it's uh, quite a few rungs above that. But the the whole comedy thing, right? Like you got to be a specific kind of person to be like, I want to make funny music. I want to make people laugh, but I also want to sing at the same time. It's a very interesting talent. Mm-hmm. 
also want to know, know what his uh, day job is. Yeah, I, I'm super curious. But um, anything else you think uh, you want to say, or should we maybe close out here? No, I, th- I think we can close out. I, I had had fun with this music club, though. My headset. <clears throat> there we go. Sorry, my headset was on backwards. I could, like, hear myself. That was weird. Okay, sorry. We want to hit a glad space, then? I think we can do a glad space. Uh, do you have a glad space? Yeah, uh, my coworker who sometimes gives me nice bourbons to try gave me another four-pack. Uh, I, I had thought about having one on the show, and then we recorded at, like, 3 o'clock my time. But uh, I've had two so far. One of them was the Jefferson's Aged in Ocean, or, like, barrels that are on a ship on the ocean, which is an interesting gimmick. It actually adds a little bit of salt to the flavor. Like, it kind of soaks cool. into the barrels. It's... As a $70 bottle of bourbon, I don't think it's worth the price, and that was her opinion of it, too, which is why she definitely did not mind giving me a sample. Um, it's good, but it's not so great that I would ever want to spend the money on it. The other one I tried is uh, Barrelcraft uh, Seagrass is the flavor. This is an $85 bottle, at least around here, and that stuff was amazing i love the shit out of that i'm gonna go buy a bottle as a christmas present for the family and and it's gonna be like the really good ritzy bottle i buy this year mm-hmm. um it had like it's it's aged in oak and then it's moved and aged in i think uh apricot brandy barrels and so it's got a lot of really fruit light flavors to it um it's got it's kind of crisp at the end like like kind of an apple or maybe even like breath mint crisp it, it's um Really, really just an engaging taste. It's really good. I would suggest if anybody can find it um, and has the, the budget for, you know, a, a bottle of liquor that expensive, it is a it is a good one to buy if, if you're into that kind of thing. What was that name again? Uh, Barrelcraft Seagrass. Because that does actually sound pretty nice. I'm trying to think. You sent me a, a menu for that whiskey place um i wonder if they have that and what they cost here it is i'm gonna look this up but what's your what's your glad space my glad space is 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 the liquor um i so i i think i said before but i got covid this week and so man that's been pretty great i stay home from work the warcraft expansion came out a new season of Fortnite just started i have been having such a nice time we decorated for christmas it's like, I feel guilty. Like, oh, no, I'm contagious. I can't go outside. So I'm just staying inside and doing all the lazy stuff I always want to. Do you, um, does California still have any kind of the payment stuff? Or are you, uh, like, um, like you have to take vacation? I have to take vacation right now. Okay. I think it's confusing. I, I think some counties handle it different. And my employer is technically in a different county than where I work, but they're the ones that send me my checks. And so that's something that they're trying to figure out at the office. I'm assuming I have to use my own time, but I might get that credited back. Okay. That's fine, though. I needed a vacation, and I don't take vacations, so I need, you know, nature to literally force me into it. 
my brother's a little bit like that, like getting him to take days off. Um, I take one off a, a month. Like I tried to take the last Friday off every month just to get the fuck out of work. Um, I think I think it's really good to do to just detach and unwind for a bit, play some video games. But that's mostly been it, man. This new Fortnite, uh, they added dirt bikes. And I've just been riding dirt bikes and doing tricks off cliffs and stuff while people shoot at me. And it's like, I'm not even trying to win. I just want to play dirt bike. That that whole game is just playing with action figures. I love it. It is funny. I know it just the, it's like this weird pop culture, like slurry, but seems to work. I, I'm definitely not offended by it. I know um, eh. <laughs> sometimes when things combine, people get pissed. I'm just like, no, this is fine. This is cool. I mean, as long as it's all in a good natured fun, it's just sort of weird. Like it's weird. Like if you watch the trailer for the season, it has the Hulk and Mr. Beast in it. Neither of which are actually part of the season content. They're just understood to be Fortnite characters. Hmm. It's like, it's weird. (laughs) So that, uh, that whiskey place that you show me, I I found seagrass on the menu. It is $27 a pour. Hmm. For the the regular, and then apparently they have a sixteen year that's sixty dollars a pour. For twenty seven dollars, that's a that's a lot of money for a a single shot of anything. Yeah, it's you, also you got to really six, pick uh, and choose there. Yeah, it's one hundred twenty proof. It does not taste one hundred twenty proof. I was really surprised at how drunk I got off of that one shot that I had. <laughs> well, that's fun too, though. Oh my god, they want $12 for a shot of bird dog. I can get that shit here for like $16 a bottle. I gotta wonder, like some of those prices seem incorrect. Yeah, I'm 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 I don't get it. Like they got I'm looking at Blattens, which is a really hard bourbon to find. It is very expensive. Uh when I had that in a bar, it was I think $15 a pour, and they want $30. I mean, granted, San Diego's kind of shit too, but mm-hmm. it's just so weird. that might be accurate. <clears throat> oh, you know what? Though talking about games, uh, you know what game I want to trick you into playing? Uh, what? It's called Phasmophobia. Have you seen that? I don't think so. So, do you ever watch like Ghost Adventures? Um, I guess technically yes. Like I, I think I've seen it. I believe we've watched it. Um, it's that it's it's a paranormal investigation game. So like, there's a location like a house, and you got to figure out if there's a ghost in it. And so you just you go in and you look for ghost clues, and you try to figure out who the ghost could be, and exercise it. That was kind of fun. It's kind of fun. They have a VR mode and it makes it go from kind of fun to like, oh, this is actually like I'm getting I'm getting excited. Oh, this is scary. Oh, it's a ghost. Nice. VR makes everything magic. It sometimes does. We want to call it here. Are we done? We have a good time. I think we had a fun time. I, I'm sorry I didn't bring more 
uh, educated thoughts to the conversation. <laughs> ah, you always say that, and I always have a good time with Music Club. I think it's okay to just... I, I, I question everything I say anyways, because I, I don't think I actually know as much as I think I do, so... I apologize for trying to sound smart. So we're, we both fucked up. How's that sound? We can we can be worthless together. That's fun. The best part of Music Club is listening to the music, especially stuff mm-hmm. we maybe haven't heard before. So I hope everyone at home, make sure you click on the playlist down there and uh, try it out for yourselves. Yeah. Discover something new. But yeah, until next time, uh, have a good week. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.